0: Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Catherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal on this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be do and have anything that your heart desires think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going leave it to me to provide you with the tools the resources the strategies and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams i know we're about to have so much fun together so thank you so much for pushing play today and now let's begin If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Babe podcast. I hope you're doing freaking amazing today. And if you're not, may I suggest that you listen to this episode all the way through because my girl Renee Reese is about to come through with all the things around worthiness, trauma release, nervous system regulation, and all the things that will help you become a better, faster, and stronger manifester. I absolutely love this conversation with attorney turned worthiness queen, Renee, who I'm so excited to introduce to you because she truly is a special soul doing major work on this planet at this time. If you don't know who Renee is, she is a transformational writer, speaker, teacher, worthiness queen, founder of the Worthy and Wealthy brand, and an innovator in the personal development industry. As a kid, she always had her nose in a book, ready to learn or get lost in another world. That is definitely something we have in common. As an adult with the same love of learning, she consistently learned about trauma, healing, the brain, the subconscious mind, and everything she could about personal development and self-improvement. It is this work that helped her to heal from her own trauma and be free from codependency, depression, anxiety, and CPTSD. She's an attorney, certified success coach, NLP practitioner, time techniques practitioner, and hypnotherapist. In her free time, she loves to do yoga, spend time with family, have long talks over good food with good friends, travel, and wear bright lipstick wherever she goes. This episode is so good. In this episode, we talk about money We also talk about money. So we talk about worthiness, money, talk about nervous system regulation, trauma release, and all of that good stuff, as well as topics that are kind of touchy like capitalism and how we can make capitalism a more conscious system that works for all of us. I cannot wait for you to listen to this conversation. So without further ado, Renee. Hello, Renee, and welcome to the Manifestation
1: Bay podcast. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. I am feeling and doing amazing.
0: Yay. I'm so happy to hear that. So you are the worthiness queen and I'm super excited to bring you on here because this is such an important topic and I am so grateful for people like you who have dedicated themselves to helping people feel worthy of their dreams because like you say, it's such a big missing piece of manifestation, right? Like uh, A lot of people, they're like, I want that thing and they they're doing all this mindset work, but they don't feel deeply worthy on the inside of what they want to attract. And so therefore, it doesn't go their way. And they they block that thing from them. So I'm so excited to dive into things today. But before we get into it, I'm just curious because I know that you are an attorney or used to be an attorney. And like, how did you get into this world of personal development? How did you get, how did you get the
1: title of Worthiness Queen? I'm just curious. So crazy. So yes, I I mean, I'm technically still a lawyer, but I don't practice anymore. Uh-huh. But my first job, my first entrepreneurship, what am I saying? My first business <laughs> was being a lawyer for entrepreneurs. So I had just been rejected from what I thought was my dream job um, back in 2017. And I took that as a sign to like, do my own thing and i was like okay i'm going to go for it and i had people who were you know starting their own businesses and they kept asking me legal questions and i said oh oh well, my goodness there's, there's like a need for this like let me like start my own business i think i can do this yeah. and it was it was a really great time but also a challenging time i was um, sleeping on a friend's couch at the time and just like freaking try to make this business work i had no idea what i was doing and i built that business up uh, to six figures within that first year Wow, And I was stressed out, <laughs> so burnt out, so like just not confident and, and money management was all over the place. And I was just a hot mess. And I was actually in Bali for a few months. And um, on my way home, like there was a problem with immigration. And I ended up owing immigration some money and... and it was close to a thousand dollars in cash. And normally like I dot all my I's, cross all my T's and, Mm. you know, I'm super responsible. Um, But for some reason I I dismissed something. There was a miscommunication and, you know, I was a six figure business owner. So I should have been able to come up with a thousand dollars cash, but I couldn't, (laughs) I didn't have that much in cash and I was so embarrassed and so ashamed and so, Just like, it was just a come to Jesus moment. Like, what is happening in my life? How did I get here? Um, Just things started piling up. Like I had to, you know, they couldn't let me leave until I paid. So I had to, you know, find new housing. And then I had to change my flight and had a connecting flight. I was going to Europe and I had to rebook that it was just all this stuff piling up and it was actually around the time that I found (laughs) manifestation babe which is hilarious to me (laughs) so I'm like okay what am I doing and I just remember being I was in Bali but I was on my laptop the whole time and I love working so I'm I'm not saying it's like a bad to work or anything like that but I just knew that my soul was like there's there's got to be more to life than this like this is this isn't what you were made to do um, so I finally got out of Bali and I was in Singapore on a layover and I could only afford just a really run down motel um, for two nights. And it was just, it's so funny because Singapore is one of the richest countries in the world. Yeah, And uh, I'm just in this, you know, just run down, like as run down as you can get. Um, So bad that I couldn't even, I didn't even want to sleep on the sheets, because I was like, I don't know what's on these sheets. I just, <laughs> I can't. So I laid on, I laid on my clothes to try to sleep, and I just remember, <laughs> I said to myself, I'll never forget it. I was like, okay, you're going to burn down this business because you don't want to do this anymore, and you're going to figure out a way to be successful, um, no matter what. I don't know what you're going to do, but like you're going to figure out this money thing, you're going to figure out the success thing, and you're just you're going to go for it, whatever it takes. And I really had that moment with myself. And I had been into personal development for years and years and years um, before that. Uh, But this is when like the rubber really met the road. And I was like, okay, let's create something out of nothing. And I just went on this journey um, with healing from burnout, healing from my anxiety, healing from depression and healing from PTSD and just healing from all of these things. And At the heart of all of it, I realized for me, it was all about worthiness. It was all about feeling worthy of my dreams. And it was all about creating safety in my nervous system and and creating um, new beliefs that were empowering to create the life that I wanted.
0: Wow. First of all, I'm so happy to have found another couch buddy. (laughs) Living on someone's couch is such an experience. And I really resonate with what you said, like when the rubber meets the road, that's when you're like, oh shit, I should actually take this personal development stuff seriously. Like what if I actually put it to work? What if it's not just a book or an article or just something that I listen to, but what if it's something that I actually see as something that can help me? And if I just apply it and integrate this and turn it into wisdom, it can actually turn around my life. So I see so many, first of all, it's like so full circle. I didn't know that that's when you discovered Manifestation, babe. And now you're here on the podcast. So exciting. (laughs) And second of all, the similarities in our stories, I just love it. And I've been there and it's crazy and it's amazing. And it's a thing that leads so many people to that rock bottom moment. And I know that rock bottom moments look different to every single person. But they feel scary. Like no matter what your rock bottom moment is, it is fucking scary. And all of your past pains and traumas and all of this deep-seated unworthiness just comes sprouting up to the surface. Like, hello, hey, come work on me. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess now is the time. And so that's really, really cool. Um, Let's talk about unworthiness and worthiness and why is this a missing piece? Can you share some wisdom with us
1: around this? Yeah. So one of the things that came up for me um, when I was a lawyer, I had hit my first um, 20K month in business. And I was like, wow, like I did it. This is when I just started learning manifesting and like trying to like put it all together. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Like I did it. And it didn't feel real. Like it didn't sink into my bones. You know what I mean? It didn't. um, Part of me felt like, Oh my gosh! Like a, I'm not worthy of this. B, how do I like? How did I even get here? C, this is not my life. Um, D, what if this is a fluke? I, I can't maintain this. And it's just this sense of lack of safety. And I, I just a few months later, I was broke. Like I just, you know, the money just like ran away from me basically because I felt like I can't handle this. This is this is not my identity. I don't identify um, in this world as someone who is worthy of. Um, of money who's worthy of ease who's worthy of being you know highly compensated for my gifts like I don't identify as that and when I realized like this was an identity thing and this was you know me just not feeling worthy of it and the thing is when we come into this world like nobody looks at a baby and says you know what (laughs) stupid baby this baby (laughs) is not worthy of anything Get this baby out of here! You know, uh, we're excited. <laughs> we see the baby, and we're like, you know, we think they ha- they have all these hopes and dreams, and we see this whole world for this baby. And then somewhere along the line, like something happens, someone hurts us. We create a I call them unconscious vows. We create a vow or belief um, based on something negative that happened. And suddenly, it's like, you know what? I'm not worthy. Suddenly, I can't rely on people for help. Suddenly, you know. If I'm seen, if I'm visible, um, I'm I'm gonna be harmed. If I'm too close to someone, if I'm vulnerable, like I'm I'm gonna be hurt. So I'm gonna create all these protected walls or whatever and create my personality um based on these hurts. And you know, feeling worthy is a decision to like remember who you are at your core, remember who you were born to be. And it's not it's not so much a um creating somebody new, it's just unlaying and remembering.
0: Hmm. I really love that. I resonate so much with your baby example because it's so true. Like babies are pure potential. And when we look at pure potential, we see nothing but worthiness. We see nothing but magic and nothing but beauty. And we often forget that like nothing at the core, because who's that baby at the core? The baby is a fresh soul, a fresh spirit in human form, and nothing about the baby actually changes except for the human experience, which isn't really who the baby is. It's not really who we are, right? And so who we are at the core is worthy. And we often think that all these external things that happen to us, like something our dad says, or mom says, or something we experience in elementary school or whatever, whatever happens to us throughout our life, that that changes the worthiness, and I so resonate with what you said around like the baby, and and the fact that we are all still that baby. Everyone's still that baby. Mm-hmm. Everyone's still still worthy. And I'll never forget one of my first books, personal development books, like way back in the day, is *Secrets of the Millionaire Mind*. I think it's T. Yeah. R. Ecker, or keep mispronouncing his name, but he. Shares this like funny metaphor, and he's like, "There's no God in the sky, like funneling babies through this uh, conveyor belt and stamping them like worthy, unworthy, worthy, <laughs> unworthy, and like who is actually deciding? Like who is mm-hmm. actually deciding who is worthy? Um, and I love that you shared like it's really about a remembering. And I'm curious, do you have like when you're helping clients, you're helping people, you know, remember that worthiness, like?" what is it that you tell them or what is how how do you guide them to feeling worthy around money or feeling worthy around you know relationships or business or whatever it is that you help people with do you have like yeah. a step by step is it a process is it a journey is it something that we work on for the rest of our lives as we you know reach new levels things deeper things come up or like how do you see it in your experience
1: yeah a couple major things so for me anyone Experiencing trauma, or uh, yeah, basically trauma, has experienced a disruption in their nervous system, mm-hmm. right? So the first thing in the polyvagal theory of the nervous system, we're eighty percent feeling like our the nerves. What am I saying? The nerve system goes eighty percent from our body to our brain, and twenty percent from our brain to our body. So like eighty percent is feeling. So I think it's. I used to be so about mindset, and I, I super am, mm-hmm. but how we feel in our bodies is going to be a game changer for how we're going to create, you know, creating from a calm nervous system. I see clients who, um, who are in their like dorsal, um, state in the, in the nervous system who are frozen, who are like, I can't make a decision. I can't be visible. I can't, um, you know, contact someone I want to collaborate with. I can't, you know, be on Instagram, just being in that frozen mode. And I see people um, who give up, you know, years later, who are just like, I just can't, I can't make a decision. And then I see people on the flip side. And I was like this, um, who are just so revved up in their sympathetic nervous system. It's fight or flight. It's like, oh my gosh, if I don't, you know, get this in, if I don't have this conversation this way, if I don't, if I'm not working, if I'm not on my laptop 24 seven, if I'm not in, like, you know, if I'm not doing everything for my clients, you know, if I'm not, have no boundaries, all of those things, um, then they those people, you know, eventually will have ad- adrenal fatigue and like just will be stressed out and burnt out and all of those things. So first thing I always want to do is create safety in the body. And there's, I know there's like, a million modalities to do this. I know you're into breath work. So am I. Um, there's EFT tapping. And I just, what I always tell my clients is be proactive about your nervous system. You know, don't be, don't wait until you're like having a bad day to like tap or take a bath or whatever. Like, make that a part of your life. If you need to scream in a pillow every morning or whatever to just clear that out your nervous system. I lay on my acupressure mat Every single day for no reason, other than it feels very safe to my body, I take baths all the time just because it feels good to my body, you know, so first, always creating that safety in the nervous system, and then second, I would say, when did like what happened? when did you make the decision that you weren't worthy? who said what to you you know let's go let's go to the root of that belief and knock that belief out because. It's just a belief. It's just a story that you're telling yourself in your subconscious mind. And once we get that out of there and create empowering beliefs and you feel safe in your nervous system, that's how you call in the things that you want. And that's how you keep those things because it feels safe to you. When you're feeling unsafe, everything, you're feeling unsafe in your body, everything feels unsafe. Like money feels unsafe, you know, if you're feeling unsafe, like intimate relationships will feel unsafe because you just feel unsafe. So creating that safety and working on those beliefs for sure.
0: Mm, I love what you said because I could see myself like it took me forever to finally relax in my business and finally relax when it came. Cause there's this, like, I see this fight or flight when it comes to launches, like for example, mm-hmm. you know, in our industry. Mm-hmm. So there's a fight, fight, flight, freeze that I see a lot of. And I know that for me, it was like, I was one of those people that felt like, oh my God, it's launch. Anxiety (laughs) through the roof, you know. It's like anxiety through the roof, and then I feel like I need to like nonstop talk on the internet, and then like I feel (laughs) like if I don't put up enough posts or enough this or enough that, it's like it's never enough. Like it was never Mm. enough. And I would get so burnt out. And that was the story. And I normalized that because that was the story that like, I would see other entrepreneurs play out as well. And everybody dreaded launches. And then I just remembered like, oh, wait a second. like, Is this how I want to live the rest of my life? Because I know how I'm, I'm approaching things right now is creating that story from this point forward. And it's going to keep getting attracted to me because I don't feel safe in these launches I don't feel safe in my business all this stuff and that's just going to keep perpetuating this vicious cycle so one day i think it's like like 15 launches in it finally clicked <laughs> and then i and me and my friend james wedmore we always talk about this how if in a launch you are approaching it energetically and like how much you have in your play any different than any other day, then you are trying way too hard. It's like you mm-hmm. are making this a big deal and you're approaching this, like, as you said, from the fight or flight, you know, uh, place. And ever since i learned to just relax and feel safe and like discovering breathwork game changer, EFT game changer. I recently started yeah. doing this thing. I really, the first time I ever heard of it, do you know who Sahara Rose is? Yeah. Yeah. She's really awesome. I interviewed her recently and, um, she didn't, she didn't talk about this on the podcast when I interviewed her, but she, um, on her stories every now and then she would do this thing called like shaking where she just like shakes off whatever Mm. is bothering her or she like dances to music. So I'm like, let me try that. And I, I want to talk more about trauma with you because that's something that's been coming up for me recently is like learning more about that and the polyvagal theory and all this stuff. So I'm so Fascinated by it. And I just started implementing this simple morning and evening routine of just putting a song on and just shaking and like letting my body, like letting the music and my body guide the process. Like sometimes it turns Mm -hmm. into a dance. Sometimes it turns into a rage party where I just start like air punching something or someone, right? Like sometimes my dad (laughs) will come up and I'll start punching him. And it's like this is looked at societally so weird, right? And like, woo woo. And like, something's wrong with this person. And I remember when I used to be, when I used to try to regulate my nervous system uh, without recognizing what I was doing, I just felt like I needed to punch some fucking pillows or or something like that and scream at the top of my lungs. My ex-boyfriend literally was like, you belong in a mental institution. Like there's something wrong with you, Catherine. Like only crazy people act like that. You need medication, like horrible things. And so I attached that, you know, for the longest time, I attached that label. To it, and then when I got into this stuff, and like you know, through experience, you know, experience some like you know, emotional bypassing and spiritual bypassing and realizing that those things are not helping the root, which the root is, you know, not feeling safe in the body. And like, finally, just like being able to punch my pillows in front of Brennan and him not giving me any weird labels and just knowing (laughs) that that's like so healthy to do and so revolutionary and so helpful. It's been such a freaking game changer. So I love that you talk about this. Can we talk a little bit more about, you know, creating safety in the body, like uh, any technique, that you want to share or like, or just anything that you want to get into when it comes to trauma, polyvagal theory, like go as deep and far as you want to go. I I love talking about this stuff.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I love to do, and this is so like counterintuitive and just a few years ago, I think when I was probably bypassing, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, that sounds so horrible. So (laughs) I, for example, I used to really associate intimacy with loss. Like if I love someone dearly, like a sibling, a parent, a relationship, I was like, ah, I'm getting too close, I'm going to lose them. And it would just like set my body on fire and I would just freak out at the thought and, you know, would just in my mind be clingy, not necessarily towards them, but just like, oh my gosh, what if I lose them? What if I lose them? What if I lose them? Yeah. And it, it it was a theme throughout my life, like since I was a young kid. And um, <clears throat> what I started doing, since this thread was so real and so pervasive, I started to sit in what loss would feel like, what that loss felt like. And just for like 10 minutes a day, maybe 15, I would just feel lost. And, um, and it sounds horrible. I know, (laughs) but what would happen is, um, first of all, you know, what we resist persists. So my body and my brain were like feeding on this. And so I said, okay, this is what you want you want lost let's experience the loss and a couple of things happen you know first I I would feel it right and then within a few minutes though my body would be like oh okay (laughs) it would come back down to neutral and then I would do it again maybe the next day and it just wouldn't even feel the feelings anymore it would just be like oh no, we're not even actually afraid of that. That's totally fine. Um, and I would do similar things if, let's say, um, if I was afraid, like during a launch, like, okay, what if I fail or what if I disappoint someone or something, I would sit in failure for at least a few minutes and I would feel the failure and I would just let it play out. And then suddenly i would be like, oh, I'm actually not afraid. Like, I actually feel safe now. Like, let me go do this live, and like, let me go like put this out because I feel so good. Um, so I I tell my clients to do all the time. I'm like, okay, if you're afraid of that, go sit in that and see what happens. And your body just is is craving craving what you're um what you're hiding from. So it's like you give it to your body, and then suddenly it's like, oh, mm. you know, I don't even care about this this much. Like, okay, I'm totally fine, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I do that too. And for the longest time, I was so afraid to do that. It was actually um, plant medicine that taught me to do that because before I would be you know how like a lot of people are afraid of thinking negative thoughts because they think every single thought is going to manifest, which isn't true. And so I finally learned to just like not pay attention to that and just like let the thought happen and not worry about me like thinking it. And if I journal out on like something I'm afraid of, I wouldn't worry too much about it because I just know that like I'm getting it out. But what I didn't realize is that maybe I was journaling on it, but I wasn't necessarily feeling it. And so when I went Mm -hmm. into... My ayahuasca ceremony, and I like was forced to feel my feelings for like twelve hours straight of every feeling I've ever suppressed for the last Mm. you know twenty seven years. Oh my god! Not only was that so miserable in the moment, it was so relieving on the other side. And I realized, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this mantra that they would share with us: like, what is coming is going, and if we don't let it come, it's never gonna go. So if you don't Mm. sit in it and just like understand that it's just a vibration in your body, it's never going to leave. You're literally going to hold it in. And that's what's determining your vibration, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just your thoughts. It's like also the feelings in your body are creating the vibration and determining what you attract. And so therefore, if you don't sit in it and like release it, Um, and I'm curious, like when you do it, do you, how you understand it? Is it, do you see it as like a release? Cause I literally see it as like, you're letting it go. Or are you just training your brain or training your body to just not be afraid of that sensation? If that sensation does happen, like, let's say the failure does come. You're just like, this is no big deal because I felt this before. I'm still safe. I'm not in danger. And I can like move forward from this. How do you see that? I'm super curious.
1: Yeah, I see it as a combination of both. So A, like, I'm not going to run away from my feelings and I'm going to face this and I'm going to be brave and I'm going to be with that part of myself that's wanting this attention, that's crying out for attention. I'm going to be there with myself. I'm going to have my back. And then on the flip side also, yes, I'm releasing. I'm totally releasing. Like, I'll feel it in my body when I do this. I'll I'll feel the sensation in my body, just kind of like, I don't know how to say it, but just like vibrating away, just like yeah, leaving. And, and, and to me, it's such a release. It's like, I always have to drink a bunch of water after that because yeah. <laughs> it's such a huge release for me.
0: Yeah. I've had some students ask me, Catherine, how do I just feel my feelings? And I was on the live stream and I literally showed them, I like leaned back and I was like, here, I'm feeling my feelings. You just have to sit in it. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how you imagine this to happen, but it's just, you gotta, you gotta like sit in it and you have to like wait it out for, and and the thing is is that if you resist it it's going to last forever but as soon as you feel it and really allow yourself to feel it even if it sounds so miserable it only lasts like 5 10 15 minutes max like i've never had it last longer which is so exactly frugal. so you like breath work as well, right? Breath work, yeah. EFT. I heard you say. Do those things help with trauma as well, and like regular, regulating the nervous system? And another question that just popped up is like, when you when you regulate the nervous system, is that when you release trauma, or is there also like belief work that comes into it because there's some sort of meaning that you've also attached to the trauma that you have to disconnect as well.
1: Yeah. So for me, I forgot your first question, but I'm gonna answer the second question. <laughs> That's okay. I forgot to. <laughs> Someone or minus so, on the stories. <laughs> because um so with the releasing it in the body. So um I think Peter Levine um said that trauma is not just, you know, experiencing the event, it's the blockage that occurs in the body after the event and like not releasing that as well. So for me, yes healing your body, creating safety in your in your nervous system and creating disconfirming experiences around that specific thing that you were afraid of or just a traumatic event, that's going to heal. Um, and then also I think belief work kind of just like locks it in because mm-hmm. sometimes people are like, you know, their conscious mind is like, okay, well, you know, I feel better in my body, but who knows what really happened? You know, just kind yeah. of that skeptical that, um, that skeptic in us. That's just like, mm, I don't really know. Um, so I, I loved, I still love to do belief work. Um, yeah. I got into belief work before I got into, um, nervous system work. So it is 80, 20. So yes, I, I love starting with the body because it's, it's 80% and like, it's, it's just such a big deal. And then I love locking in that last 20% because I think it does matter and it does really, really help. So I say a combination of both, um, when you're healing trauma.
0: Yeah. I love that. I still don't remember my first question, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Back. We'll roll with it. Maybe eventually it'll we'll come back. Um, my next question for you is like, how do you see this showing up for people? Because I know that you specialize in wealth and you specialize in money. So I'd love to talk about that. Like, How do you see this show up in the world of wealth and like, what happens to people when they finally feel safe around money? and like why and what is money you know like cuz money triggers survival for so many people cuz money is survival like the very basic level you need money to survive so i can see that connection but it's like even when you have plenty it's like sometimes when you're up leveling and you're making big you're taking you're making big investments and you're taking risks it's like you still go into this place if you haven't worked through that of like oh my God, what if I lose it all? Like, what if I make this investment and never make another dime again? And it's like constant, you know, just this thing that bothers people. So I'm just curious if you could talk more on that.
1: Yeah. A couple of things I want to say there. So what we were saying earlier about feeling our feelings, right. To me, I was telling my clients this week that when we want to receive, we also like, we have a hard time receiving the bad, like the, the, the quote unquote bad feelings. And we also have a hard time receiving the neutral. So how can we expect to receive the good? We can't even sit in boredom without, you know, scrolling. Like we can't receive boredom. We can't receive negative feelings, but we want to receive so like, we want to see all the good things and life is about, you know, living open-handedly, you know, like both hands open and sometimes things are taken. And that allows you to also receive, you you receive all of it. So I think that's a a super important piece to this. And I think that even as you're expanding, even as you're, you know, cleaning up your money mindset, it's not about never being triggered, right? It's not about never, you know, feeling like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen, right? Um, Because sometimes we, you know, like, we, we, we get to a new level and we're like, oh crap, this is scary. This is you a You little... mean we're human? No way. They <laughs> <laughs> don't know that. <laughs> right. And it's not about... Like even the other day, like I made the biggest investment in my business i've made so far and i was like for a day i was like oh shit, this is is serious okay um but it's it's about having a flexible nervous system so what happens with trauma is like normally we get stuck in a specific state we get stuck in that dorsal which is the freeze mode or we get stuck in the fight or flight and we don't know how to navigate you know up and down the ladder you know we don't we don't know how to get back to that calm nervous system, or we, we stay dorsal, we don't, we just don't move, we freeze. And, you know, our nervous system continues to look for danger, um, if we're in that fight or flight. So it's about moving, you know, it's about being able to have control and have um, just an understanding of your nervous system, because it's okay, if you're getting triggered again, like, it's okay, if, you know, something comes up, and you compare yourself to someone, and you're like, Oh, I thought I made it past this, or something happens with your money, like, None of us are perfect, and none of this is a prerequisite to creating wealth. Like flexibility in your nervous system is the goal, not perfection at all.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Do you see like, is there like, um, you know, something that comes to mind when you say flexible? nervous system or like coping mechanisms, right? Do you see, and can you like share kind of some of the differences that you might see in like something that is a healthy coping mechanism and something that is an unhealthy coping mechanism when it comes to, for instance, the area of like entrepreneurship and money?
1: Yeah. So healthy versus unhealthy, it's all about intention. You know, what's all about what's behind it. So I could say to you, you know what, Catherine, you need to like go for a walk every single day, right? And for you, that might feel good. It might be amazing. For somebody, it might be a distraction. It might be, you know, nature's always great, right? But it might just be a uh, like an unhealthy hiding thing where it's like, you know what, I'm just going to go outside and walk all day and I'm never going to be on the internet because I'm too afraid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about intention. It's all about um, for one person, a like creating healthy meals might be so fun and exciting. And I mean, and for one person cooking might not be their thing. Um, They might order meals in or whatever. For some, some people, they might um, hire someone to clean. Some people love cleaning. It just depends on the person, depends on the intention, even something like self-pleasuring, right? That can be amazing for one person. It might be an addiction to another person, right? You know what I mean? It's all about intention and whether you're Again, remaining open? Are you escaping something? Or are you um, completely open?
0: That makes so much sense. And I love that you share that because. It goes similarly with like when I um, share with people manifestation practices and like different kinds of things that they can do. I have to remind them constantly that like what works for one person is not going to work for everybody, and what works for me just because I'm I'm the teacher. Like, don't just follow exactly what I say. Like, really feel into it and be like. Does this light me up? Does this excite me? Is this something that makes me feel successful? Is this something that makes me feel safe? Like, really experiment and try your own things and be like, oh, you know what my jam is meditation and my jam is breathwork but my jam is not standing in wonder woman pose speaking my affirmations out loud right or i love i love meditation i love hypnosis but i don't like this tapping thing or whatever it is like for everybody it's so important to honor everyone's unique differences and i think that we often get indoctrinated into this belief that there's only one formula and that there's only one way And that way is like burning out 99% of the population because that might work for just like 1% of the population or even less. So I love that you speak on that and that makes so much sense. And that's such a great way for me to also... Be able to interpret it of like, does this feel good for me like is this something that's making me happy, or is this something I'm doing because I think I should be doing or someone told me to do or I just think that this is what's going to help me release this energy when in fact, maybe I just need a dance instead of going on a walk or whatever it is so that's 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 really awesome um there's another topic that actually came up when I was scrolling on your Instagram today that I just wanted to see if you'd like to speak on just because I haven't heard, I haven't heard many people speak on this. Okay. So, um, there is a hot topic, a hot word, you know, that's being talked about in a negative light, um, which is capitalism. Right. And I saw Mm. you mention that one of your bonuses, like for your program, which you're more than welcome to talk about at the end. Um, is you know conscious capitalism, and I'm someone who also believes in conscious capitalism, and that's how I see it, and I don't see any system as perfect, but I also see how we can put consciousness into something like capitalism. And I'm just curious, like can you speak on that? Can you share
1: anything about yeah. that? Oh my goodness. So I'll just tell a story or tell you about someone. So my yeah. designer, who has designed all my workbooks for my program, who designed this ebook that I'm coming out with, She's like freaking amazing, right? And when we work together, when we chat together, um, it's very collaborative. She doesn't work for me specifically, like we work together. And for me, that's what conscious capitalism is all about. It's all about, um, I think how we're brought up, especially in capitalism is, you know, you make a bunch of money, you pay people as little as possible, you make the profits, and then you give back, you have charities, you do some pro bono work or whatever. Like conscious capitalism to me is taking that that vision and that mission that helping the world and changing the world and not just like giving back at the end, but seeing how you can make that a reality for all of your business practices and, and who you're hiring. And I say this all the time, like, your company culture, even if you're, even if you're a solopreneur right now, you have a company culture, how you're treating yourself, um, is how you're going to treat your employees. So creating a company culture and mission and vision that is aligned with what you say you want. And if that's changing the world. Like don't come out with an amazing product and then treat your team like crap mm-hmm. and don't pay them well. You know what I mean? So it's about just a holistic view of your business instead of like, just giving at the end to like a random charity um, it's it's about people it's about collaboration instead of and also profits like of course like we all want to make money we're in business and we get to make money and we still get to treat people really 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 well and um, care about them as people, not just employees.
0: yeah I love that it's like having the best of all worlds it's like helping people while making money, empowering them to make money with you and in collaboration of working with you. And I love that you say, we work together rather than you know they work for me and it's funny because i don't even i can't even use the word boss when i talk about myself to my team like i'm not a fucking boss like we're we're here
1: <laughs> together like
0: i am the face of the company sure people hear my voice more than your guys is sure like but i am so just vocal that it's like i cannot do this without my team and my team or like my family and i'll never forget one of my um, early mentors i will obviously not mention their names, because this is an example. I do not want anyone to follow. Um, they were someone I really looked up to in the business world because they were very influential, large audience, successful, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, I can learn from this person. And then, uh, actually, one of my friend's um, girlfriends ended up working for this person, and so then I was able to ask, like, okay, what's the behind the scenes like? You know, what are we not here? Like, what's it like working for this person? And they were like, I feel stressed. I feel underpaid. There's no benefits. There's no this, there's no that. And I'm just like, damn. Okay. Now I know to not learn from this person about when it comes to building a team. I'm going to find a mentor that really cares about their team and I'm going to learn from them because I believe in taking care of people. And so I found another mentor who's been incredible, still my mentor to this day, And they have a a culture where their team feels like they're all part of a mission and they're all doing amazing work and they're all so happy and they feel so well taken care of. And it, of course, funnels into the profits. And I think that most people, they try to cut costs on the people that are working, you know, for them in that like more traditional sense, like working for them, and they don't realize that, like, wait a second, you are cu- you are also cutting your profits in the long term because first of all, miserable people um, that don't feel valued are not going to produce, and second of all, I also believe in karma. <laughs> I believe in a law <laughs> of effect, so you have to take care of your people. And like, I uh, honestly, honest to God, like even it's been almost three years now since we hired our first like employee employee, like before we had contractors and we hired a first employee and that was really scary because they were like, oh my God, there's like taxes and shit that we have to pay on a person. <laughs> and there's like benefits. And there's like, you know, and so from the very beginning, Brennan and I were like, no, we're going to offer a medical, dental, blah, 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 like everything. We're going to have 401ks. We're going yes. to treat this a real company and we're going to care about our people. We're going to bonus them well. They're going to feel respected and honored and valued and all these things. And like, holy shit, it's no surprise that we've grown so quickly since that point. And I only see, on, you know, I only see on the internet. Um, and thankfully, I don't think like everybody else on the internet, but I see a lot of people, they just poo poo and just, they see, they see capitalism and they just think it's like this horrible thing. And I think that we can take anything and we can make it work for everybody. Like we can take something that isn't working or is perhaps negative in some aspects and we can change, we can change the systems. We can elevate them. We can, um, yeah, I think the best word is elevate them and, and make them benefit everyone. So I, as soon as I saw that word, I was like, that's, that's it. That's like, that's what I believe in. And I need her to talk about
1: that. So I just got really excited. Yeah. And honestly, I think, you know, America was founded on violence and taking and was built on violence and taking. Yeah. So I think that the founder or one of the founding fathers of capitalism, I was reading, like he had an intention of like, kind of what we're talking about, conscious capitalism, but I think it got on American soil and since we, you know, like I think America has an unconscious mind, you know, of like violence and taking. So like it became this, you know, go for myself, like, you know, forget everyone else and profit, profit, profit only. It became this twisted thing. And I think that we can reclaim that. And even just in small choices, like I was... When I was debating between opening up a, I was investing, like opening up a solo 401k or a SEP IRA. And one of those choices, it's like better. You can, you know, give, like, you can, like, maximize it and there's just, it's just better. Mm-hmm. But it's only if you're not planning on having employees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, like, <laughs> it, it was just like, I, I thought about the, the, the vision for my company and I said, no, like, I want employees, and you know what? I want to treat them all well, like you said. Like I want them to have benefits because I've been the the employee who didn't who hated her job, who wasn't treated well. You know, like I want people to enjoy like working for me. like, like my designer she was like, you're a pleasure to work with, and that's the highest compliment. That's the highest compliment because, and no, no, no one's perfect. But it's just, I think living in integrity. You know, we can't be on Instagram like, oh my gosh manifestation and like loving people and let's change the world. And then like behind closed doors, like get this done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I, (laughs) yes. Oh my goodness. I love everything that you just shared. And it's, it's so true. And it goes also for like, you know, I often say like If you're a good, kind-hearted person and you're given money, a neutral resource, you're going to do good things with it. It's the same thing. Good people doing business are going to do good things, right? Good people having this X, Y, Z, whatever tool or resource or um, uh, avenue that they're given, whatever path they're on, they're going to do good things. And so it's not something you have to necessarily worry about or or necessarily blame other people or like outwardly focus on what everyone else is doing it like all starts with you and if you can be the example for other people there's going to be other people out there who also want to do good things who are going to get inspired by you but if you're like so afraid and you're like hiding in your own little bubble and you're not putting yourself out there and not outwardly sharing these concepts that we're talking about it's like people are like oh I didn't know we could just do that oh that's cool oh, okay now we can make the world a better place yes <laughs> that's how it works Absolutely. Um, Renee, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I absolutely love every single topic that we got into, and I know that people are going to want more from you. So, if you can share with us where we can find you, support you, work with you, stalk you, <laughs>
1: connect with you, um,
0: where can we do that on the internet?
1: Yes. Come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm there at the Renee Reese. Um, if you look at the link in my bio, you can get a free guide about the nervous system and about creating and keeping wealth and yeah, hang out with me there.
0: Yay. That is amazing. And for any of you guys listening, um, I will put those links in the show notes. So it's going to be easy to click whether you are on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening to. And please tag us at the Renee Reese. And I'm going to link that again and at Manifestation Babe and let us know what your takeaways were, any aha moments that you had and definitely send some love to Renee for sharing her time, wisdom, energy with us. It's been such an incredible conversation. And Renee, thank you so, so much for coming on here. I'm sending you so much love. You're doing such great work and you truly are the worthiness queen. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. All right. And to the rest of you guys, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, Be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.